two, one. Yeah. You are my fire, the one desire, the lead when I say I want it that way. We are two worlds apart. Carries to your heart. When you say, I want it that way. Hi guys, welcome back to my podcast. I'm Marla Rathburn, and today I will be interviewing Abby Anzia on how and why Alice Paul was inspired to have an impact on the U.S. women's suffrage movement and what she did to make an impact. Today we'll be talking about what led Alice Paul into the women's suffrage movement, what events she participated in to help end women's suffrage, and what big turning points in Alice Paul's career led to the 19th Amendment. Before we talk about Alice Paul's impact on women's suffrage movement, we want to discuss what her life was like before she decided to make the change. My first question is, what was Alice Paul's education like? Was it different from other women of the time? In Alice Paul's childhood, her parents were very wealthy. This played an enormous part in allowing her to attend great schools and further her education more than other women and girls at the time. Alice Paul was also able to attend grad school, which at the time not many people did. She attended the University of Pennsylvania and got her master's in biology. What was her life like after college when she decided to make a change? After college and grad school, Alice Paul went to another school in England to study social work. When Alice Paul was in England, she met Lucy Burns. They both decided that they should join the suffrage efforts in England, and they learned many things. Some of the things they learned were to help help damage change, demand change. For example, they learned protesting tactics and other things. Picketing was another one, and also hunger strikes. Wow, fascinating. Another person who impacted on Alice Paul were, were Emmeline, Christine Bull, and Sylvia Pancrust. She met them while in England. Their group used racial tactics like smashing windows and picketing, which led them to be arrested multiple times. Wow, that's truly fascinating. After her time in England, she came back to the United States and joined the National Women's Suffrage Movement and started to do things to help in the United States. She started by organizing protests and marches. Keep listening after this short ad break to hear about how Alice Paul started making changes in America. Now from our sponsor. Do you smell bad? Like, really bad? Yes. Well, we've got the thing for you. Ultra deodorant. It works 50% of the time. We only have a couple side effects. Side effects are possible rash, hair loss, dizziness, nausea, cancer, stroke, loss of appetite, sore joints, loss of limbs, internal bleeding, weight gain, shortness of breath, anxiety, tiredness, cold, and may result in death. Please consult your doctor. Welcome back from that ad break. Now we'll be talking about how Alice Paul started her long journey to change. My first question is, what did Alice Paul start doing in America to inspire change? 
Back in America, Alice Paul was orga- organizing many protests and other things, but one of her most known protests is the march down Pennsylvania Avenue on March 3rd, 1913. It was the day before President Wood- Wood- Wilson Woodrow's video inauguration. inauguration. Thousands of people came and marched. Another thing Alice Paul did was she gathered people together for this march. What eventually led Alice Paul to separate from the National Women's Suffrage Association, NASA for short, and founded the National Women's Party, NWP for short. Alice Paul's first big protest with the National Women's Suffrage Association, NASA, they planned this march for March 3, 1913 in Washington, D.C. This was the day before the inauguration of President Roger Wilson. They planned this for this day because there would be lots of attention on Washington, D.C. People began assaulting the protesters and police would simply not intervene. Eventually, the chaos resided. Disagreements about what happened and what was to happen next caused a lot of attention between Alice Paul and the leadership of NASA, which eventually caused Alice Paul to leave NASA and start her own organization, NWP, the National Women's Party, in 1916. Wow, that sounds really stressful for Alice Paul. I'm happy she was able to start her own organization and was able to do things the way she believed was right. Next, I will be asking Abby about how Alice Paul and her fellow activists used protests and pickets to cause change. Our next section is about Alice's Paul's strategies to impact positive change. Can you tell me about what protest tactics Alice Paul liked to use and which ones were effective? Alice Paul used many different protest tactics, but she mainly used marches and picketings. Alice Paul organized a picket in front of the White House. Over a thousand women stood in front of the White House with signs and banners for 18 months, morning to night. During these protests, spectators passing would verbally and physically assault them, and the police would simply not do anything. Wow, that sounds horrific. Where did she learn the tactics she used in her protests and pickets? Alice Paul learned these protest tactics in England when she was a part of the Women's Suffrage Movement Association. They taught them different protesting tactics, and marching and picketing were a few of them. That sounds very helpful. So, I know these women were labeled the Silent Silentials. Could you tell me about who the Silent Silentials were and what they referred to as the horrible night of terror? The Silent Centennials were a group of radicals Alice Paul worked with. In 1917, the NWP and Alice Paul decided to start protesting and picketing at the White House. No one had ever done this before. When World War I started, people started to consider these women who were protesting disloyal. Then they were attacked and assaulted for just peacefully protesting there. Many times they were arrested and jailed for obstruct traffic. They were sent to the Oakland Workhouse Prison in Virginia and the dis- district jail in D.C. The prison conditions were very bad, so in 1917, Alice Paul and others went on a hunger strike in the prison. The guards were not happy about this, so they restrained Alice Paul and force-fed her through a tube. One horrible night when the women described as the night of terror, the warden of Oakland ordered around 50 guards to attack the women. It left some women battered, beaten, choked, and some were left even unconscious. That sounds truly terrible. I'm so glad none of them died, and they continued to fight for change. 
Finally, things were starting to change for the better. The 19th Amendment was coming. And now, I will be asking Abby about how the 19th Amendment was created and how it was introduced. Then, we will briefly talk about how the bill, the 19th Amendment, put things into action. Finally, we will talk about the result of the 19th Amendment. Our next section is called, Things Starting to Change, the 19th Amendment. My first question for Abby in this section is, how did the states react to the 19th Amendment? While women were allowed to vote, some of the smaller state elections would still not allow it. Even though the 19th Amendment was a law, people would just not follow it correctly. Wow, that's kind of disappointing. What was the result of the 19th Amendment? The Congress passed this bill June 4, 1919. It was eventually raffled on 18, August 18, 1920. The 19th Amendment gave women the right to vote. The 19th Amendment legally gives the grantees American women the right to vote. Alice Paul's work has finally paid off. Hooray! That's all for today, folks. See you next time. Hope you enjoyed learning about the spectacular Alice Paul. What? Tell me why ain't nothing but heartache. Tell me why ain't nothing but mistake. Tell me why I never want to hear you say I want it that way. Am I your fire, your one desire? I know it's too late, but I want it that way. Bye! Oh my gosh. <laughs>